0: Good morning, and welcome to Solid Rock Online. It's good to be with you again. God bless you and have a have a great day this morning. and I'm excited to share something from the Word of God today. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about my personal uh, testimony as well. but I want to talk about the distinct intrinsic value and function of the Holy Spirit. Um, the idea of the intrinsic value of something. Actually, it means something that belongs to something or someone. It's intrinsic within them. So, we want to talk about a little bit about what's in the Holy Spirit and what that looks like in his actions, in his calling, in his responsibilities. So, intrinsic means that which belongs to a thing or a person by its very nature. Intrinsic value is what determines. Inherent characteristics In other words, if you want to know the character of a person just listen to their values and out of their values comes the understanding of their inherent characteristics Well, I don't know where I got this from but this, this saying is humans do not put value of life into the physical state of mere aliveness but give it value through its ability to allow for experience. That's important when we think about the Holy Spirit. He doesn't overrule us, but he leads us. But he allows us to experience who he is in light of fulfilling the word of God. Um, and And so the value is this life as it's set in of experience that with that is that are good it is a value of what is in the content of what one is actually trying to say or do or whatever because it comes from within um so i just going to share this a little bit about my life when i got engaged there was an intrinsic value in the ring that I bought. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I wanna give Louise a ring, and so therefore I'm gonna go down to the jewelry store, and I wanna find a ring that I can afford, but has value. Because value, the value in the ring actually expresses the expression and reason and motive of your heart. So in presenting her a ring I wanted something that had intrinsic value. The gold ring has an intrinsic quality of value worth, it has a value of worth and a voice. Did you know that gold has voice? It it puts out a sound, it puts out a value because it puts out a sound because of its value. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit and the word of God, or the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the intrinsic value of, that's in them is expressed in what they say, what they expect, and what their heart longs for in our hearts. Uh, so when I gave Louise a gold engagement ring, it was saying there is a life of future things to come. And so, to me, the value of the ring expressed the sincerity of my heart to her. Uh, it's really good that she didn't say no. Uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. So the intrinsic value of my words were expressed by the ring. And the intrinsic value of my words were symbolized in the ring its expression the value of my heart towards her. So, when we want to talk about an intrinsic value, we want to talk about that which comes from within to those who are without. So, when we talk about the intrinsic value of the Holy Spirit, the distinct intrinsic value of the Holy Spirit, we want to talk about what is valuable to Him that keeps coming to us. Do we actually see it as value? Or do we just see it as conversation or impressions? The Father, through Jesus, brought you, bought you for himself. I bought that ring for myself so I could give it to Louise. The Father, through the Son, bought you for himself because you have in his heart intrinsic value. You never know the, the character of a person until you find out their value, the values that they have in them. God gave us his intrinsic value. In other words, he gave us who he is in his son. His intrinsic value that he put in us that was in his heart was expressed through the giving of his son the very precious life of his son he is moving towards the great supper of the lamb and this is his planned eternal journey for your life so when we want to talk about the Holy Spirit we're on a journey to the feast we are not here on this earth eternally we are here momentarily but he is with us wherever we are and i'm going to read the scripture verse about what that means to us it was a compelling constraint this is what wuth says it was a compelling restraint in the merciful heart of god that made inevitable the atonement for sinners it was the compelling restraint of merciful. In other words, that is an inherent characteristic of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is an inherent characteristic. And we could take about many things about it, the inherent characteristics, but I want to focus on the Holy Spirit. In First Peter 1, it says, verse 3, "'Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ,' which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of jesus christ so we have the father the son and the holy spirit here the whole the whole godhead out of the abundant of their mercy hath begotten us. And the word begotten there means to make new, to give a new birth to, to be born again, to come into a newness. A regeneration happened. When we got saved, the regeneration of our life happened through the Holy Spirit's imparting the incorruptible birthing power of life. And the Holy Spirit imparted to us a new life. Thus birthed us to become children of God. Born of incorruptible seed. The very, the very distinctness of the Holy Spirit. The very distinction of him, his inner being, his desire is to actually, he cannot produce what's defiled. He can only produce what's undefiled because of his intrinsic value of who he is. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit does not produce anything other than what is infallible. Think of that. We have been birthed into the infallible nature of God. Now, I know that's very confusing. I know it's hard to figure out, but don't try and figure it out. Just thank God for it. And so, but abundant mercy hath he birthed us in what? Into a new life. How? By the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. So the Father put forth his will. Jesus made the sacrifice. He died and rose again. And the Holy Spirit takes that provision that the Father planned through the Son and brings it to us and regenerates us into sons of God. And we become new creations in Christ Jesus. That's the distinct work, intrinsic value. You see, we can talk about work, but when we talk about the value of the work, we talk about what's important. So the Holy Spirit is expressing what is important to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is important to us, that you are now our children. It's a distinct, it's a distinct compelling work of the Holy Spirit. And it's just amazing. So number one, it was God's joy. It was the joy of, for God to make you his child. Inside of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit was this intrinsic value of love towards you. And they wanted to make you part of that. So through the resurrection, you were begotten unto new life not just life, resurrection life, eternal life, a, a a life that is infallible because you are birthed by the infallible. And I know in our humanity we can't see that because we are fallible people. We are not infallible. However, the new creation has been put into the infallible because we are part of Him. The infallible is within us. That's distinct value. That's intrinsic value, and it's beyond a human measure. We cannot measure that value, but we can experience it. That was number one. It was God, it was a joy for God to make you his child. Out of the abundant mercy, he has begotten us. Out of his compassion. Why? Because there's an intrinsic value in God's heart that loves you. Number two, it was the pleasure of God to give you an inheritance. See, God, in, in God himself, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're not just, people, just somebody who just grabs things. And a selfish. No, no. They're giving. They're accepting and they're giving. He came and accepted us where we were. Made a provision of sacrifice for us to be saved. And the Holy Spirit applied it all. That's the, that's the distinct work of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the power of God. The power of God is the Holy Spirit he's a person he has distinct values he has emotional thoughts so to give us an inheritance what kind of inheritance is this it's like this to an in to an inheritance incorruptible undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved for you in heaven. Why? Because of the distinct, intrinsic value that God has. Intrinsic value means I, I, I am part of something, if we're talking about God, I am part of something who God is. Well, who is he? Well, he is an inheritor he gives inheritance he provides what we need and it's not corruptible see the intrinsic value the distinct intrinsic value of the work of the holy spirit is incorruptible it cannot be corrupted therefore it's very preserving Number three, it is God's commitment to guard you to the end. Verse five, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wow. The distinct inherent characteristic of the Holy Spirit is to protect you to the end. He is here to guide you, teach you, lead you right to the end and to protect you so that you can always enter into that which is your inheritance here and your inheritance there. It's a distinct, intrinsic, Holy Spirit motivation. You are kept by the power of God. That means, the word kept there means guarded, protected. It's like, in the definition of it, it's, it's like the garrison. God has set a garrison around you and me while we're on this earth, guiding us and protecting us to the very essence of our end. In other words, God didn't save us to just let us flounder around. No, no, I sent the Holy Spirit to guide you, to teach you, and to guard you. You are kept by my power because I want you to come to the end where there is a great inheritance for you. It's amazing. And I began to relate to the Holy Spirit in a different way since I began to study this thing. I think, Lord, wow. It's amazing. Number four, the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that enables rejoicing in the times of trials. He's guarding us, so here it is. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. When we are going through trials and temptations, the Holy Spirit does not leave leave us. He leads us. He sees us through. He guards us through the temptation. He guides us through the problem. The word of God becomes very important in one's life when we understand the Holy Spirit wants to make it real for us. And it's not just a story, it's not just a fable, it's not just a belief system, it's a life. He begotten us to a life, to resurrection life. That's life beyond humanity, that's life out of humanity, that's not life in this world, that's life in a different world, we are not of this world, we're in the kingdom. So when you think of, well I won't go there right now, I'll get ahead of myself. Number 5, the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who reveals the quality, the quality of your faith at Christ's return. Faith sustained Noah. Faith sustained Abraham. Because faith is actually that part of us that believes that allows the Holy Spirit to actually move us forward. So it's not what I can do. It's what he said that I believe that he works with. I do after. There is a doing. But that doesn't come first. What comes first is what do you believe? And so he's the one that reveals to us, so that in verse 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of jesus christ wow what a goal what a goal that the holy spirit is guiding us through that at the coming of christ our faith would be the praise and honor and glory At the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. That's awesome. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to get into a little bit of, as Pastor David would say, practical things. We are living in an environment of the kingdom of God. What does that mean? It means this. The kingdom of God has the total intrinsic values of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit that rules our lives. He rules our lives through his values and gives us the ability through his power. In the kingdom of heaven, there is an authority that has been Released on your behalf. We have to recognize that. The, the authority of God has been released on our behalf for our good. And that authority is found in the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is in the Holy Ghost. So the authority of heaven called the kingdom of God is ruling our hearts and guarding us right to the end. The kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. God himself is our soul guardian power. Not our government. God is our soul guardian power. Our soul sustaining power. Our soul resurrection life power. Our New beginning, our new belief, our new creation is in the sole possession of Almighty, infallible God. Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown says God Himself is our sole guardian power. His, it is His power which saves us from our enemies. It is his long suffering which saves us from ourselves. (laughs) I mean, when you think of it, that that phrase alone says, I got it covered. I got this, guys. And so, for the last several months, even years, we've been through some difficult times you know, the passing of my mom and the passing of Winona. Um, Seven years of seeing her suffer. And I've come come to a realization when I read the scripture verse. It was the sustaining power of God that carried us through. It was the Holy Spirit guarding us, protecting us, even when we didn't see what we thought would happen and should happen, he was still with us. And so this this put me on a different journey. The, the, The Holy Spirit is leading and guarding your life now. Every day. And I'm trying to become more conscious of that. And so it's interesting to realize in your own heart that God never leaves us. He is constantly with us. He is guarding us. He is guiding us. He is taking us through the good times, the tough times, the down times. God is always there. He's the guard. And guess what? His guardian is infallible in other words he won't fail you he will not fail you so what should we do the intrinsic value of the kingdom is in the holy spirit here's here i'm going to give you three things to be part of the realization and being part of its experience i have learned this i have to surrender and defer to the holy spirit's preference not mine how i may how do i maintain his will and enabling power To be always my focus how do I do that and and I got on this path probably maybe a couple three years ago when I read a verse in in John chapter 17 and and it said father I have given them those who you gave me I gave them your word and they have kept it and it's the same word that's here kept and what that meant was the disciples got the word and in their heart it became a conviction so deep that they could not stay away from fulfilling it. And I thought, Lord, I would like that kind of conviction. I would like to walk like that every day with this word in my heart, with an expectation of you activating it and you being real in my life. So here's what I did. I kind of followed Jesus. Jesus. Jesus came on earth, and he said, I came to, to fulfill the will of my Father. That, his, that was his declaration. But when it came to the Garden of Gethsemane, in his humanity, the will of the Father was challenged. And at that moment, if this cup could pass through me, oh, but not my will, but your will be done. Do you know what that did? That allowed all of heaven and the power of the Holy Spirit to enable Jesus as a human being to bear that cross for you and I. The power of total surrender is not I surrender all. No, no. It's not my will. There's a difference. Not my will, but your will. In other words, what he was saying, whatever your word says is what I'm going to do. Whatever you say, I'm going to do. Whatever I see, I'm going to do. That began a journey in me, and I'm thinking, Lord, how do I I integrate this into my life? This became very intriguing to me. Surrender aligns your life with the guardian power of the Holy Spirit. Surrender aligns your life to the guardian or the sustaining power of the Holy Spirit. What does a surrendered will sound like or look like? Well, here's, here's, here's my experience. Uh, not my will, but your will be done, Father. And I get into an argument with my wife and I get upset. The first thing I do now, Father, not my will. Let your will be done. What that means is this. I am now surrendering to the word. I'm now giving up my will for his will. I am giving up my way for his way. I'm giving up what I want to say to what he says. That's number one. So basically this is kind of new for me. So just to throw it into a little bit of a practical thing in life, our septic tank plugged up. Wasn't the sewer lines, it was the septic tank. And so there we were. Where's the septic tank? Well, there's the hole there, but where's the clean-out? So I said, Father, you know where the clean-out is. Holy Spirit, guide me to that clean-out. So Pastor David goes and rents an auger. We run it down the sewer line. And I could hear it underground. And I said, oh, I'll dig right here. So I was one foot off. But surrendering to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit got us to the clean-out. Because it's all underground. You can't see it. And I'm thinking, hey, this works. This just really works. So number one, not my will but your will and I remember singing that hymn I surrender all and I'm thinking well I'm singing I'm thinking what am I surrendering all what, what does that mean all I have come to now to understand that the disciple said and this is what Jesus said to them, he said the Holy Spirit's going to remind you what I said to you Wow so the intrinsic value of the Holy Spirit is to echo what Jesus said and actually let us know what he said so we could follow that. Number two, yielding to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. This allows the Holy Spirit, this allows the Holy Spirit to lead you into all truth. Can you imagine that? The intrinsic, distinct, intrinsic value of the Holy Spirit is to lead you into all truth. That's his commission. That's his assignment. Number three, walk in covenantal management. My wife said, What does that mean? Be managed by the covenant, be managed by what is said. Make the covenant of make the covenant God made for you to walk in be the foundation of your life. You see, we're not covenant orientated in North America. We're we're individualistic oriented. But God is covenant oriented. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will guide us through what? He'll guide us according to the covenant. He'll guide us according to what is, God is committed to. In other words, he doesn't ever separate himself from the commitment of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, never. Therefore, he can be trusted to actually see us through to the end. We live an amazing life. We live in a kingdom that gave us birth but also a kingdom that will see us through. God bless you, and may you have a great week.